Bonjour. Welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Melissa Prulo from Prulo Cognac. How are you today, Melissa? Très bien, merci. For our listeners, who are you and what do you do? So I represent the third generation of Prulo at uh, Cognac Prulo. I'm a master blender, so I'm responsible for selecting all of the eau de vie for the different blends, and I follow the quality of all of the finished products, the finished cognacs. And so since Prulo is a new producer for us at Cognac Expert, could you perhaps present the house? You can explain the history and talk a little bit about the current range. Yeah, so everything started with my grandfather, who was Robert Prulo. He was an apprentice and a, and a boiler maker, so he would make uh, pot stills out of, out of copper. And he was really one of the references in the region, uh, in the Cognac region, in the construction of these Charente-style copper pot stills. My father worked with him. They decided to create their own brand of Cognac that really strongly developed since 2003. We have multiple different crews in our Cognacs. The main range, I would say, is this Eclat range, which we're going to be talking about today. We have a, a different cognac range that can respond to each type of cognac consumer from the beginner all the way up to a cognac connoisseur and professionals. And so do you still make Alambic at Prulo? No, that's, that's all done. Right now, everything is devoted to cognac. I imagine there are Prulo Alambic spread all over the world. Yes, exactly. There are some in Italy, there are some in uh, Eastern countries. Really, Prulo was a reference. So what cognac will we be tasting today? So today we're going to talk about our, our Eclat Exo cognac, which is part of the Eclat range uh, at Cognac Prulo our main range, I would say, for the brand. And is this a blend or is this a single cru cognac? So this actually comes from a single cru. That's the Grand Champagne, or the most sought after, let's say. And how would you describe the style of this cognac? So for us, the Eclat XO is audacious and a contemporary cognac, I would say. And so what for you is a contemporary cognac? I think if you also look at the bottle, you see that the bottle is colored in a copper color, which makes reference to our history producing Alambic, with the, the Prulo Alambic. The, the, the look and the style of this cognac is really making reference to the history of our family and how closely linked we are with the production of the copper Alambic. And since you are the master blender at Cognac Prulo, what was the exact idea when putting together this Eclat Exo Cognac? So the, the idea was to make a Cognac that was 100% Grand Champagne, and we wanted to stick to this spirit of tradition. 
not only the, the tradition of making cognac, but also our family tradition and our close link to uh, the production of, of these Chavante pot stills. So what we have with this XO, this Eclat XO, is an authentic blend, an authentic cognac. And for this Eclat range, are all of the cognacs from the Grand Champagne? Yes, yes, everything from the Grand Champagne. And for this Eclat XO, can you state the approximate age of this cognac? Well, so it's a cognac that is referenced by the term XO to be 10 years old, but that's a minimum. So it was composed of different eau de vie, and the minimum age of the eau de vie in this blend is 10 years old, and the maximum age of eau de vie in this blend is 20 years old. I would say we have around five to six different eau de vie in this blend. And in terms of the distillation, was it done with the lees or without the lees? So what you need to know is that the Ciclat XO was always destined to age a significant amount of years, as I mentioned, 10 to 20 years. So because of that, we purposely distilled with some of the lees because it's very important for the quality of the product. Lees are typically used when the eau de vie or the cognac is going to age for a long time, which is the case for the XO cognac we're tasting today. It brings a richness to the cognac, and it's really hard to imagine a cognac that will age for a significant amount of time without the lees. It's just needed. Would you say for the cognacs that are rather young, so younger than this XO, that the lee or distilling with the lee has no importance? Yeah, I, I would say that for the younger cognacs, lees are not necessarily recommended. You're not giving the, the, the cognac enough time to ripen, so to speak. You're not getting as much as you can out of the eau de vie. And how much time did this cognac spend in new oak and then in old oak? So for the new oak, it spent three years, only three years, in new oak, and then it moved into old oak barrels, all of which are from the Limousin, of course. And in the cellar, what are the conditions like? So our chai is definitely humid. I would even say very, very humid. We have between 90 and 100% humidity in the cellar. And that's a choice on our part makes the alcohol evaporation more important, but on the other hand, it brings more softness and suppleness to the cognac, which is something we are looking for and we want in our cognac. And are there any additives in this cognac? For example, a little bit of coloring or some sugar? Yes, we, we do add a little bit of coloring in the final blend of the cognac, uh, around the moment of the bottling. So what is your reason for adding some coloring to the cognac? I mean, it's really a question of the image and appreciation of the, of the cognac from the consumer. A lot of times in their mind, they think that the darker it is, the older it is. That there's something more qualitative, which is not always necessarily true, but in the mind of many of our consumers, that's how it is. At the same time, one needs to know how to correctly adjust the, the level of coloring so that we don't add too much. It has to be very precise and very measured. If one goes too far, it could denature the product, and then there are problems with the cognac. So we definitely want to avoid that.
So if we move now to a tasting node, how would you describe the nose of this cognac? So here we have a nose that is quite rich, with different notes that are quite delicate and varied, I would say. We have these really soft notes of jasmine uh, associated with different spice notes, like like saffron. And we also will get a, a pretty present vanilla note, followed by a little bit of honey and more spices. So it's, a, it's a very rich, spicy-smelling cognac. On the palate, we have a cognac that's really soft, supple, yet still very complex. The honey and the spice and gingerbread notes that we have from the nose show up in the, in the mouth, and they give this feeling of warmth and unctuosity, which is really nice. And also we get some notes of dried fruits. It really is a cognac that's quite rich. I feel like we have a cognac in front of us here that's just perfect for the end of the year when it's cold out and we're seeking warmth and a relaxing time. And so just one last question. The the end-of-year holidays are upon us. Would you recommend anything to pair or to taste alongside this cognac, the EXO? Or would you rather say that this is something that should just be enjoyed by itself? Sure, by itself next to the fire is, of course, perfect. Uh, I would also put it with some dark chocolate, and you can even pair it with cigars. It's, a, it's really a perfect cognac for that. Excellent, Melissa. Well, thank you very much for your time, for your responses. I wish you a wonderful holiday period and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. A très bientôt. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert Calendar Podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.